Life is full of hassles and frustrations, and we have two things to consider when we encounter them. If they stress us out, and if so, how much? This is actually a choice, and it's a choice even if we feel stuck. If you are feeling calm and collected, you'll probably make better choices. However, stress often begets more stress. In this episode, the good Dr. Cashy explains just how this cycle works and what you can do to fix it. Roll the intro! Good morning or day, everybody, to today's installment of Coffee with Cashy. And I think a, like a subtopic of what's going on right now is that I think I'm going to call some of these things like Dr. Cashy's Fix, because sometimes it's story time, sometimes there's actionable stuff and science stuff and fun stuff, and sometimes I like to maybe give a little perspective and then a way to act on it. <clears throat> give perspective on something that's a little tricky, something that I've, you know, I spend a lot of time on that, you know, maybe I struggle with or see see some of the private clients struggle with. And today I'm going to actually kind of throw myself under the bus where uh, I am a master procrastinator. And it's actually one of the ways I got into this field is that I was like, screw that, I'm not going to study for my... <laughs> What was it at the time? Like my, oh gosh, yeah, like my evolutionary biology exam. Give me that nutrition pathology book or, you know, things of that nature. Yes, Kabir, coffee time. And so I ended up learning a ton about nutrition and biochemistry because I was actually procrastinating from the stuff I should have been studying. <laughs> In any case, I was having a lot of these stories and micro conversations with myself building up you know, how much stress I was feeling in avoiding writing this article or, or making that video, particularly, you know, making these little podcast type things, talking to you guys, what I'm, what I'm going to be doing every day. That's the, that's the resolve that I have. And so I actually wanted to, to talk about that because a lot of the micro conversations that we have, or that I have too, is that it's just too stressful right now. I'm going to wait until things calm down. And then I'm going to do the thing. That's what I want to address today, I think. And it's kind of a doozy because there's a lot surrounding it. That's okay. I believe in you guys. <laughs> we'll get through it. And I want to start by, I don't know, maybe a cashyism of some sorts, because I like to paint pictures, draw pictures. It's that digging potholes is a good way to avoid paving a road. <clears throat> Especially when you'll pave the road after the potholes get filled. When life is too stressful and crazy, and then changing to make your life calm and productive is impossible, right? It's easy to say that maybe earlier on in life, it was easier to do what you wanted to do because you had fewer responsibilities, you were in better shape, you were in less pain, you were happier, confident, things fell together, things felt together. You did more fun stuff. The fun stuff kept you active physically and mentally. Now you're older. You have a more demanding job when that requires you to possibly be sitting down all day. Maybe you can feel a flattening your butt <laughs> and injecting a slow, painful ache into your lower back, perhaps. And every year things unravel a little more. 
It happens fast enough to notice, kind of, but slow enough to pretend everything is just fine. Now, whatever shape you were in then might be a different shape now. That spring in your step may now feel and sound like bubble wrap, Velcro, or popped corn. The activities you enjoyed before appear now to be more effort than they're worth. Now, doing less than you did before now might make you feel inept, incompetent, maybe with the exception of your increased competence at being a desk athlete, right? <laughs> the confidence that you did have turns into risk, gloom, and doom. Ugh. You see how easy it is to paint that picture? Blech. Really easy. Did you know in your head what took me maybe about three or four minutes to say, you speed through it in two or three seconds? Multiple times per day? Every day for years? Some people are so good at it that it plays on repeat in the back of their head all the time, and they've just accepted it as their normal. And that's impressive in its own right, I think. I also think that everyone at some point kind of has a that's it, I've had it sort of moment where at the very least they're sick of how they're living or at least sick enough that they're willing to throw a tantrum about it, right? <laughs> and what I want to know is at what point you draw that line for yourself. Is it when you have a traumatic experience, maybe an abrupt change in professions, to put it tactfully, a stupid injury, forgetting the last time you felt happy, Maybe it's living in all stretchy clothes or all baggy clothes, or when an innocent child points out something everybody notices, but they're too polite to say anything about it. Eventually, there's a point where that tantrum you have translates into an action. I think it's safe to say that happens in most cases. Like, ha, I'm gonna do the thing. I'm gonna go to the place. I'm gonna change the stuff. Watch out, world. Dr. Cashy, I'm coming. <clears throat> A few weeks or even a couple of months in, you're going strong still, right? Trimmed up a little bit, better fitness, more colors on your plate when you eat, right? A bit more confident at work, things are looking up. Heck, you're even thinking about going to the nice places with the cool people and doing the fun stuff. Am I right? Or am I right? Right. And then, disaster strikes. <laughs> or what feels like disaster anyway. Financiers may have a tax season. They do have a tax season. <laughs> Medical professionals have a flu season. Retailers have a holiday season. We all have seasons, right? Whatever seasons you have, they come and go with more regularity than you think. They just feel super extra inconvenient when you start giving a darn about yourself. Dang it. <laughs> and maybe this semi-regular wave of stress radiates to your other family members raising their stress levels. Before you know it, your relationships in your home feel like they're houses of playing cards. And the more you work, the less time you spend at home and the more stressed out you get. The less time you spend at home and the more stressed you get, the greater the resentment and the communication breakdowns within your home. Life is too crazy to work on being healthier, better with money, more productive, fitter, happier, and all the other characteristics that increase your resilience and hardiness during times of stress. <laughs> All those beautiful thought patterns, those productive behaviors, those healthy habits, in a split second, you give yourself permission to trash all of it. What little you raveled up unravels again, only compounding the crummy feelings 
and around the merry-go-round you go. And for whatever reason, when you feel like you're losing control, you opt for giving up control. It's an interesting way to simultaneously sabotage yourself, but also self-fulfill a prophecy. By giving up control and letting everything go haywire, you can say, OMG, Dr. Cashy, everything is haywire. <laughs> huh. Does that ring any bells? It, it does to me. Like, you, know, I, I, you know, it does to me for sure. It's okay. You're part of the majority. <laughs> it's okay. Take this information and resolve to make yourself part of the few. It's a common thing to convince yourself life is inconvenient and stressful, and therefore, for that reason, I'm going to make my life more inconvenient and stressful as if to prove it. Sticking it to the man, right? <laughs> Even if that man is you. It makes perfect sense. Putting that mental energy into logical thought patterns, smarter plans, and better behaviors that it adds to your stress levels, right? It's just another thing to do, another thing to think about, another thing to pile on. It makes way more sense to put your focus into things that are stressing you out, right? It makes perfect sense. All this stuff is stressing me out, so I'm going to put all my mental energy into it. I think that makes perfect sense. And here's where things get spicy. The common approach is to obsess over what's stressing you out, right? As if obsessing over it is what leads to resolution. The result, though, is feeling overwhelmed and having paralysis by analysis. Obsessing over a situation that's stressing you out is different than actively changing it or exchanging it. And, well, things that make sense are often dangerous, especially when you're stressed out with tunnel vision. Your ability to see into the future is obfuscated, I guess, to, to throw a fancy word in there. Every decision for the sake of this discussion has outcomes based on your level of arousal. In, in so many words, the outcome of when you're frazzled and stressed and the outcome of when you're calm. In this context, every, every decision you make has both of those outcomes. You will have to bear the outcome of the decision in both of those mental states, high and low. The discomfort of making a good decision when it's hard and it sucks. The comfort of making a stupid decision when it's hard and it sucks. <laughs> The discomfort of making a stupid decision when everything is good and you're in control. And the comfort of making a good decision when everything is good and you're in control. Does that make sense? So when you're all whacked out, it's comforting to make silly decisions. And hard to make smarter ones. And when you're calm and collected, it's easier to make calm and collected decisions. And you realize how silly it is to make silly decisions, right? And here's where the comparison comes into play. You have to consider the pros and cons. Even a stupid decision has benefits, <laughs> right? But the outcomes in context may or should or do outweigh the benefits of a stupid decision. That's why I like to bring up comparing it, because like I said, even a stupid decision has benefits. And so lying to yourself about the reality of your situation is dumb and leads to other problems. You can consider the benefits of going this or that direction or the cons of the cons of making a good decision or the benefits of making a bad one. This is what I encourage. You can recognize the reality of your situation and still kick butt. Telling yourself yes is a fantastic way to recognize what's happening and also build resilience. For a little bit of perspective here, you can say, Dr. Cassie, no, life is so stressful and inconvenient right now. I'm losing control, right? 
You can say, Dr. Cashy, yes, life is stressful and inconvenient right now. It's the way she goes. <laughs> Obsessing over a problem instead of acting to solve it is colloquially referred to as brooding. And in more extreme situations, it's, it might be considered or is considered anxious and or depressive rumination, depending on the type of pocket protector wielding professional you're speaking with. <clears throat> you're spending your mental energy, yes, feeding the bottomless pit of stress and negativity. <laughs> Jeez. You might think you're losing control or that your control is being taken from you. You're giving up control and you're giving yourself permission to give up that control. How's that for stress management? <laughs> Yikes, right? <laughs> and yeah, that's ugly. But the beauty of giving up control of your own accord is that you can take the control right back at any time. For instance, literally the only thing you need to do to get back on track on a nutrition plan is to, funny enough, eat again. <laughs> How's that for stress management? <laughs> Pretty cool, right? I think so. So after a week of telling yourself yes during a stressful and inconvenient time in your life, you'll see how fast your victories add up. Taking a short walk when you feel like grabbing a smoke. Telling a friend or a coworker you're good when they're pressuring you into doing something unhealthy. Instead of internally screaming no when your morning alarm goes off, you might be saying yes to your reminders to go to bed. Instead of tallying what's going wrong, you're keeping notes of how you're improving. The vicious cycle of stress, loss of control, and stress becomes a virtuous cycle of recognition, increase in control, and recognition. So behind the scenes at TKN, that's what we call sweating the small stuff. <laughs> You're recognizing a stressful situation, acting in a way that benefits you, even if it feels tiny and stupid at the time, and then recognizing again that you can stockpile these wins and get control back in any environment. It's difficult to say, thank you, I'm good, when a friend or family member or child is insistent that you drink the drink, do the drug, eat the thing, whatever. How does the feeling of self-loathing that comes from giving in compare to the benefit of saying yes to yourself? All honest answers are good answers. So that is, that is Dr. Cashy's fix to, it, it is just too stressful right now to to do the thing that I want to do, I'm going to wait until my stress declines. The stress comes, and there will always be stress. And you can say yes to yourself and stack up the wins and sweat the small stuff. So again, how does the feeling of self-loathing that, that comes from giving in compare to the benefit of saying yes to yourself? Again, all, all answers are good answers. I'm, I'm interested in, in hearing what you guys have to say about that. And, uh, again, <laughs> it's too stressful right now. Yes, it is stressful and inconvenient. Let's kick butt anyway. I hope you guys have a freaking awesome day. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out!